You're listening to Sunday Worship at Weddington Methodist Church. Find more ways to worship, fellowship, serve, study, and be supported at WeddingtonChurch.org. Will you join me as we read from the Bible, Exodus 12, verses 1 through 4. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. Will you join me in prayer? God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your holy presence. We thank you for your love and mercy. Lord, we pray that you speak to us, God, that you bless our home. Father, that you take your throne amongst us in our hearts and in our minds, that we hear you, Lord. And God, I pray that you forgive me my sins, that you purify my lips with a coal from your altar, God, that it be your word and not my own, that it be much, much, much more of you and less of me, God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This part of the Bible is a very known story. It is uh, when the people of Israel were seeking a new land and the story of the Pharaoh and Egypt and, and the plagues. Maybe you have heard it. See, here in Exodus chapter 1, we read that uh, the Egyptians had been threatened by the people of Israel because they had grown, they, there was much potential. They were immigrants to Egypt. And so in that fear of their growth and development and, and potential, Egypt decided to enslave them. And the word of God tells us in Exodus that they were slaves for 400 years. They were oppressed by the Egyptians and the Pharaoh. And they were oppressed ruthlessly. They were oppressed spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and physically. Even their children were murdered to control population. They were worked ruthlessly while in Egypt. But God heard their prayers. God heard their cries. The Pharaoh had ordered baby boys from the people of Israel to be killed during this time. But Moses, one of those baby boys, survived. And it was in great part thanks to his mom and his sister. They were courageous, they made a plan, and they followed it through, and Moses ended up surviving. Moses, he has a great story of his own. There's a, a wonderful personal story of his, and, and that is a sermon within itself for another time. However, God was equipping him for a larger purpose, a purpose for his family and for the whole community. God called him as a leader to guide his people towards freedom from Pharaoh's grip, from slavery 
in Egypt. And so the Bible tells us that God literally spoke to Moses. And you can read that in Exodus chapter 3. When God, through a burning bush, tells Moses, 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 Moses actually heard God's voice. And Moses said, here I am, God. And God told him, take your sandals off, for you are standing on holy ground. He said, I've heard the cry of my people. I'm concerned of their suffering. And he said, I'm sending you, Moses, to the Pharaoh to get my people out of Egypt. Well, Moses, uh, he didn't jump for it. I mean, it, it was an intimidating call, the Pharaoh. He was a great king. He had huge authority. And Israel had been slaves for 400 years. But after some dialogue between Moses and God, although he was hesitant and he doubted his own ability, Moses took faith and courage. And he went and told Pharaoh what God had told him to say. You can read all these details there in the beginning of Exodus. But the Pharaoh, he did not accept easily. He did not want to let go of his grip on Israel. But God, finger by finger, pulled back Pharaoh's hand over Israel, sending 10 plagues to Egypt. What we just read in Exodus chapter 12 was the beginning of the very last plague, the 10th plague, which was the plague on the firstborn of Egypt. Yes, according to Holy Scripture, God, God actually sent 10 plagues to Egypt, but it was in response to their hatred and their sin, especially over Israel, which was God's people. This is a side of God that many Christians do not like to read about in the Bible. We always want to think about, well, God is grace, God is mercy, God is love, which is all true. But see, yes, God is love, and within that love, there is authority. And within that authority, there is correction. And within that correction, there are choices. And within those choices, there are consequences. And so Egypt had sinned for many, many years against God and against humanity. And so the consequences were the 10 plagues. However, in the midst of the sinful world, God always offers an opportunity to those who will listen and be led by God. In chapter 12, we read how God told Moses and Aaron that although this suffering and violence had occurred, they were about to begin the first month of their year. Not just for them, but for the entire community. How wonderful that in the midst of such suffering, God offers new beginnings. He gave them instruction. He gave Moses and Aaron instruction on what to do. Following your Bibles, if you will, with me. We're going to go over three steps. Step number one is in verse two. He said, this month, God said to Moses and Aaron, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. And the second step we'll, we'll reflect on is on, in verse three. Tell the whole community, 
take a lamb per home. And verse 3, if a household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share as is needed. So let's go over these. Let's begin with verse 2. When God says to Aaron and Moses, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. God always has new seasons for us. There's always a blessing for a new beginning. Even when surrounded by oppression and hatred, the way the people of Israel were, God offers hope and freedom. Thankfully, you and I are not slaves. Our life is not under those types of horrific, oppressive circumstances, like the people of Israel were living during that time. However, we carry burdens of our own. Maybe our fears, pain, illness, or other types of challenges. But God says to us, this is the first month of your year. And I want you to hear that. Even within our circumstances, our fears, whatever it is that our challenge may be, God offers a first month of a new year for us, a year for us, a new beginning. And then in verse three, God says, tell the whole community, take a lamb per home. This was a critical instruction from God to Israel. See, the lamb that each man of each house needed to go get, they, it was for it to be sacrificed, and its blood was put over each doorpost. And you can read more of that in verse 7. And you may say, but why? Why did they need to put the blood of a lamb around the doorpost? Well, plague number 10 was about to go through their town. I'm going to read for you from verse 12. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood... I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. See, that night, the 10th plague went over all of Egypt, and all the firstborn died, including the Pharaoh's own son. That plague from God unto Egypt was what pulled Pharaoh's last finger that he had over Israel. They were free and began a journey to seek their promised land. Well, can we relate to that instruction today? Today, there are still plagues in the world. I'm not saying that God has sent them. We just lived a, a virus worldwide, and I'm not saying that God sent that, but I'm also not putting words into God's mouth. I have reverence for what God does and does not do. And I'm all right, and I'm at peace with God's mysteries. However, I do know that sin itself can be compared to a plague. 
The influence and consequences of sin hovers over society and our homes, just like a plague. Sin eats at our hearts and minds like an illness. And sin develops into confusion, loneliness, hatred. Because see, sin separates us from God, from whom we find wisdom, relationship, and love. So for us as God's people today, the most dangerous plague is actually sin, our own sin. It enters our home and affects our family, our own souls, and the souls of our children. It is critical that we as adults of the home take instruction from God seriously and that we cover the posts of our home with the precious Lamb of God, which is Jesus Christ. Please read verse 3 with me. It says like this, God said, tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. So moms and dads, this for us, that lamb is Jesus Christ. It's interesting because God didn't tell Moses and Aaron to go and put the blood on the homes of the, of the town. No, God instructed the adults of each home to do so. We are the ones that have the task of covering our home with the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God. And I'm speaking to you parents, I'm speaking to you grandparents, aunts and uncles, all of those caregivers, all of those adults of the home. So what does it imply to cover our doorframe, our home with the blood of Jesus? Well, one, we need to pray for our home daily. And we need to pray with our children, teaching our children to speak to God because God listens. Just like with the people of Israel, God continues to listen to our own cries and our own needs. So I would say, one, that we pray and that we teach our children to pray. Also, we need to study the Bible and teach it to our children. There are many, many believers, and yet there are many people, believers, that do not know the word of God. So one, we need to study it ourselves as adults, but secondly, teach it to our children. Let's remember that the 10th plague was against children. The world today, society, schools, and friends, they teach our children, and I'm grateful to them because I want my children to go to school and have careers and, and develop and grow. However, it is my role as an adult of my home, my husband's role as an adult in my home, to teach the word of God, to teach the Bible to my children. What God teaches between right and wrong, having those difficult conversations about what the Bible says is sin, what the Bible says is acceptable and not. And I know sometimes that is difficult. We don't like to talk about those difficult subjects, but the world talks to our children about them all the time. And so how are we covering our home our children's well-being with the blood of Christ if we don't teach them the word of God. 
That's what covering our home with the blood of Jesus implies, that we teach them. And and here's the bigger challenge. We, as adults, must project the faith that we are preaching. See, children, they are watching us. Our own children, they're the ones who can see right through us the best. And so if we want to teach them the word of God, first we must live the word of God ourselves. So if we are people that are seeking to be of peace and of love, of wisdom, then we have to hold on to that ourselves first. We are the biggest influence in our own children. So God told his people, as these plagues pass through your town, these plagues of sin, of confusion, cover your home with the blood of Jesus. Pray with your children. Teach them the word of God. And to close this sermon, I want us to look at verse 4. It says, If a household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. How wonderful. God is always reminding us to think about our neighbor. Does it read, if a household is too small for a whole lamb, put some of it in the freezer for later? It certainly does not. See, in our abundance, in your abundance, we are called to pay attention to those around us and share as we see the need. We are called to take care of one another, our children, ourselves first, our children, but also those around us to take care of those that have less. And I want to go deeper into this because we often assume that when the Bible tells us to share, it always implies some kind of physical need for those that are poor, for those that are hungry, and that is all true. But here, in this story, the lamb for us to share is the lamb of God. It is Jesus Christ, Jesus who redeems us from the plague of sin, the one who conquered death and took the keys of hell from Satan, he who rose from the dead, he who will return for his people, for those who follow him and proclaim him as the son of God, he, Jesus, who blesses us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the lamb that we are called to share with our neighbor, with those that we see have the need. God is instructing you and me to pay attention and be intentional about speaking up when we see a spiritual need. He's saying Jesus is the answer. The Lamb of God is what protects us, and God is calling us to share that. In abundance, we are called to share with our neighbors as we see the need. And that is especially true in spiritual need. Church, God has given us instruction today. Bless your home with the blood of the Lamb of God. And as adults, we have to take that responsibility that, the, that God himself has given us. And maybe you don't feel equipped. And, but remember that Moses also doubted. And he had dialogue with God. 
And God gave him guidance and courage. So take courage. Talk to God if you're feeling like you cannot do this. Talk to God. When you feel like your spiritual life at home is going weak, pray about it. Remember to also have your children pray with you and reflect on the word together. But maybe you feel like it's too late. Maybe you've never developed the custom with your family about talking about God or having those, those hard and difficult conversations, maybe on controversial topics in society with your children. Maybe they're already teenagers or adults. But keep in mind Exodus chapter 12, verse 2. It says, this month is to be for you the first month the first month of your year. So God is inviting you to start fresh. It's never too late. Take courage. Take that instruction seriously that God has given to us as adults for our home. And remember that we must share Jesus Christ with our neighbor. God is inviting you and me to a new season. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.